Hello again, Memphis, and welcome to Storyboard 30. This is the show taken right out of the page of Storyboard Memphis, the nonprofit publication that brings you arts, community, and culture in one place. This is your host, Mark Fleischer. Here in Midtown Memphis, we have a time-honored event that would have been celebrating its 44th year. The Central Gardens Home and Garden Tour is one of those late summer traditions that attracts visitors from all over the Mid-South who stand in line to get inside looks into the elegance of 100-year-old Southern homes. Last year was the biggest tour to date, and before the pandemic shut us all down, this year's event was already shaping up to be even bigger. Now, full disclosure, I am a past president of the Central Gardens Neighborhood Association, so my views and opinions here might be a little bit biased, but here to talk about the digital online version of this year's home tour and a few other developments in the neighborhood is Nancy Knight. Nancy is project manager of the Central Gardens Neighborhood Association. Nancy, welcome to Storyboard 30. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm coming to you live from my living room in Central Gardens. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, you know, um, so we have been chatting back and forth, prepping for the show here and talking about what we're going to be talking about. We've already addressed the fact that, you know, uh, you and I go back just just a few years, but it seems a lot longer than that in terms of just getting to know each other. Right. Um, and I will say, first of all, that as project manager of the board, your services are invaluable. So for, for those you. listeners out there who, who are on nonprofit boards, board members all know it's mostly volunteer, almost exclusively volunteer in many cases. When I talk about the Central Gardens Board, I always talk about the, how it's it's the hardest working board I've ever been a part of. You know, it's definitely one of the hardest working boards I've worked with as well. I can honestly say that. Yes, very very committed. So this year in particular has been quite a year for all of us. It's been quite a year as relates to the home tour, which uh, we'll talk about here in just a bit. Um, the chairperson for this year's home tour, which has been relabeled, rebranded, right? Mm -hmm. um, Catherine Short, Schwartz, or we, we call her Cat affectionately. So let's take this back for a moment because we were in line to have the 44th annual Central Gardens Home and Garden Tour. It right, which is, yeah, which is our largest fundraiser. Right, um, right, largest fundraiser. We, uh, we were in love. We're recording this the week of September 14th that would have taken place this past weekend. You know, the, the first Sunday after Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. Right. But obviously it didn't happen. If we go back really six, seven months now, back into March when the pandemic shutdown started to happen, Kat, as chairperson, really acted very quickly um, understanding the long-term ramifications of the shutdown acted very quickly to either cancel it, repurpose it, postpone it, whatever it might be. And it turned into what we have, which is the home tour. She's calling it home tour detour. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, as you know, the central gardens home and garden tour is, you know, it's an anticipated event every fall, you know, we've been doing it annually for 20 years. So it's, it's definitely something that people in Memphis and people in the greater Mid-South really look forward to. And all of, you know, 
I don't know if people realize it, but all of the people, all of the homes that end up on the tour, they are residents of Central Gardens and they're volunteering their homes to open them to the public. Um, so that's a, you know, that's a big task and it's a big ask because, you know, having a lot of people in your home, I mean, most of them, you know, they, they do a lot of work to prepare to have all those people. Um, and we've always been you know, very grateful for their participation because without them, we wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but also, you know, the home tour raises awareness about the unique architectural styles, you know, the, the type of neighborhood that exists, you know, the, there's just not as many of these type of neighborhoods anymore. Um, and I think that the ha preserving a neighborhood like Central Gardens is, in a way it helps to preserve Memphis as well. Um, just because it's a it's it's a it's a piece of our greater community, so I kind of look at it that way. But I, you know, I'm a little biased like you because I actually live in the neighborhood as well. Um, but to get back to home tour, <clears throat> we were on we were on target to have an amazing tour. I mean, we had we selected all the homes. We had you know we had made some updated some some different pieces of it. We were excited to launch some of those new aspects of the tour. And then, like you said, right away, the committee got together and said, hey, guys, we're going to have to make a decision. You know, we had some of our homeowners were a little reluctant to make that commitment, you know, back in March because we didn't really know what was happening. Um, and so, so the committee got together and got really creative and we decided to do home tour detour. So we, you know, for the tours, we always compile research for the homes that are going to be featured. And so we took the research that we've compiled over the past 20 years and we um, created an interactive map. So we populated the map with all of this history. And so what we thought would be great is, is you could do like a self-guided tour and you could access all of the information, all the history and architectural features of the home on your smartphone. Um, and so then we, created another piece of it because we, you know, we were very concerned about our, what kind of uh, support we would get this year. You know, we, we weren't as anxious to uh, host a huge fundraiser, um, but we, we did want to do something, you know, we, and so we reached back to a lot of our partners and, you know, it takes, it takes over a hundred volunteers to do the home tour every year. Um, and also it takes a lot of support from our sponsors. Um, and, you know, a lot of our sponsors live in the neighborhood. There is, you know, they're committed to our neighborhood and the, and the beautification efforts and the, the arboretum and all of the things that happen that, that we that we support through the through the uh, funds that we raise. And so we didn't we didn't want to say, hey, we're doing this giant fundraiser. We just literally reached out and said, hey, guys, we want to do something. Do you all want to be a part of it? And they were very enthusiastic about the idea. They loved it. Um, and so we created a, a piece where you can actually win some prizes. So that's a neat, you know, we, we don't traditionally do that. Um, but this year we identified 12 homes throughout the neighborhood, which are representative architectural styles and or have some very interesting history. <clears throat> and so if you go take a selfie in front of those homes, you can enter into a drawing and win some really fabulous prizes. So that, you know, that's different. Yeah. Um, so let's let's take some time and um, go through all those details. But I, I want to yes. take it back again to March for a second because, okay. um, again, full disclosure, I'm I'm a board member. I was board president at the time, and um, that week I'll never forget that week because things started to happen so fast. The NBA shut down its season uh, temporarily. You know, things started to shut down, and you know, Cat called me 
and said, I think we should postpone or cancel home tour. And I said, basically, is it too soon? And we all said that, is it too soon? It was, you know, in March, it was still six months away. Mm -hmm. But like you said, there is so much planning that goes into it. Um, the homeowners themselves have to do incredible preparations. They might be in the middle of renovations. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the all the, projects. Yeah. You know, all kinds of projects that are related to it. Right. And not to mention the unknowns of having, you know, we'd come off of a, a tour last year where that we had, you know, 2000 patrons and mm -hmm. the idea of having 2000 people coming through your home was really not, uh, <clears throat> not something anyone wanted to think about. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I really, I, I give her a lot of credit uh, for acting so quickly because you know, so much was happening mm -hmm. at the time. Um, and lo and behold, it turned into this, you know, uh, home tour detour concept, which um, is, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're listening and you do go into the Central Garden site and you start looking around, you'll realize how incredible uh, this detour, quote unquote detour is, when you've got a hundred homes um, on display virtually, right? And then of mm -hmm. course the 12 selfie homes you mentioned. But the work involved here <clears throat> is really something. I mean, it wasn't just, it wasn't just uh, updating the website, it was completely revamping the entire Central Gardens website, right? Mm -hmm. The mapping, and the research. Yeah. yeah. Um, so myself and some other committee members, we spent quarantine populating the map with all of the all of the history, which, you know, in and of itself is such a great thing to have. Like we find we have like we basically created a virtual archive for ourselves. I think that's pretty special. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it really is. And, and you know, Kat and, uh, and the team went back through 20 years of home tours and all the all the brochures and a lot of that stuff in the brochures is only in print right right i mean we have been doing a booklet you know all of these years so you know obviously we had booklets from the years past but we didn't really have one place where all of this data lived um and you know we we have hired contractors over the years historians to develop these the histories of these homes and do all this research um, and so, yeah, I, I think this is a great way to, to maximize that and to share that with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One more thing on the decision to cancel. The other thing that, uh, you know, was happening very quickly is that we were seeing the, the very real concerns from our small business owners who have yes. traditionally been sponsors, right? we saw some very serious concerns about what is, what's gonna happen with my small business over the next year. And that was another thing that we decided that, gosh, we, we cannot uh, even think about holding a big event and thinking that we're going to continue to solicit, you know, sponsorships for this, no way, mm -hmm. right? So instead, as a board, we said, what can we do to help? Right. 
Exactly. And, you know, it, we do obviously get corporate sponsors, but a lot of our sponsors are, are smaller businesses and, and local, really local too. I mean, many of the businesses that sponsor us and support us are just outside our borders or, you know, in, in, our, in our vicinity. And so really, they're our neighbors as well. And so our thought process was not, you know, how can we raise all this money? Our thought was, how can we connect with our, you know, how can we stay connected with our supporters and our sponsors during this time? Right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Storyboard 30 on WYPL. This is your host, Mark Fleischer. We are talking with Nancy Knight, who is project manager for Central Gardens. Now, the, the tour itself, as we mentioned, uh, traditionally would have been held um, the, the Sunday, the first Sunday after Labor Day, right? Right. So, so it made sense to pick the same date frame, in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so in this case, it started September 13th, and it runs through? The 27th, September 27th. Yeah. Correct. So that means that everything that we see on the website um, will be there for this two-week period. Is there a plan for after the two-week period to retain some of that, leave it up? Oh, definitely. Um, I think if you've got access, I mean, you've got access on your smartphone to all this history. So even at, you know, even post September 27th, um, we're still you can still access that information. The yeah. um, I mean, during the two-week period, though, this is the period where you have an opportunity to actually win some prizes. Right. And so that was another, another piece that we thought through. We don't typically give away prizes during home tour, but, you know, just as a thank you to, like, our long-term sponsors, our neighbors, our friends, our supporters, our partners, we just said, hey, what if we give away some really cool prizes? Um, so that's, that's really what the two-week period is. You can still access the history after the tour. Yeah. And, you know, there was definitely the thought around uh, what, what can we do to continue to make it somewhat interactive, right? Mm -hmm. And at least get people outside um, while right. practicing social, social distancing. So you all have, as we mentioned, the 12 selfie homes. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so we picked uh, 12 homes that we were going to feature. And so in front of these homes, we actually have these sort of like signs and you can take selfies in front of them. Um, but we picked them because they have either like either a really fascinating history or they're representative of a very unique architectural style in Central Garden. So there, we tried to be really strategic about where they were placed. So you sort of got to experience like all, all of the neighborhoods. So if you decided to visit all of those houses on one day, you could, you know, get your bike out, you can take your family, you could get with a couple of your, you know, your quarantine pod friends, um, you could go out and experience this on your own. So, you know, in one afternoon, you could easily check out all the selfie homes, um, and then also, you know, some of the others as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to be able to still interact with the neighborhood in that sense. Um, have your smartphone out, you know, take a look at the 12 different homes, which, you know, for those of you listening that, you know, maybe had forgotten how rich uh, the history of Memphis is represented in Central Gardens, you know, just the, the Crump House alone on Peabody, Peabody. Mm -hmm. right, you know, that alone, you know, there, there's a tremendous amount of Memphis history right here in, in Central Gardens. There is. I mean, yeah, these homes were built by, you know, they were 
the captains of industry. I mean, these people, they built Memphis, essentially. I mean, and, and that is, it's, it's really fascinating to read some of the histories of these homes mm-hmm. and who was involved and, you know, who married who and, you know, what their business was and, yeah. you know, all those things are really fascinating. Yeah. yeah as part- Belvedere has some interesting history. Obviously, you know, um, Beverly Hall, um, all, all of these, all of these homes, and I can't remember the family name of all of these homes, but um, if you look yeah. in the research, you can see, you know, the families that built the homes, the name of the families that built these houses. Yeah, and a lot of these homes, you know, they're, they're still the, the original subdivision names, you know, are mm-hmm. part of the deed, you know, mm-hmm. so as you research these homes, or as you pull up the research of the homes on the Central Garden site, you know, you can see the subdivision and the subdivision name are very familiar names like Overton and, and Rozell. Rozell, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's it is. It's it's really that that part of it is always a lot of fun. In addition to just the the homes themselves, but uh, seeing the history right before your eyes is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is fun. Yeah. Um, so this was good news for homeowners, I guess. The homeowners that uh, were were going to have their homes in the tour kind of a uh, a uh, a little bit of a breath of relief knowing okay i don't have to do all that preparation that's a lot of pressure yeah it's a lot of pressure on it you know in a good year and you know we're, we're facing some kind of unexpected challenges this year so yes i can't i think i can say this safely that most of them have committed for next year so we've got some amazing houses oh good good yeah okay yeah <laughs> So Kat Schwartz, she's, she's chairperson of the, the home tour committee this year, you know, and um, every year we see this, the home tour chair gets to a point of, of thinking, what the heck was I thinking taking you on this job, right? Because it's always, it's always a big event and it doesn't matter how many times that the neighborhood does it. It's always a big event. There's always logistical things to work out. Right. Conversations with homeowners, but this year was a completely different ball game right off the bat, and she had to shift gears. So, I am certain that Kat has probably gotten to a point of what the heck was I thinking in doing this? But it's again a whole different ball game. I mean, it's an event. So any you know, yeah. having 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 worked over the in many different facets of my career on events, I can tell you that even the most mundane event is very it's difficult stressful and you know logistically challenged um and so you know at the end of those you always get very excited and you're like oh we pulled it off <laughs> so yeah. yes but i you know this one is <clears throat> this one feels different it, you know it, it 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 feels a lot less um stressful in a way i mean it doesn't it has a good feel it feels very neighborly and very kind of relaxed and so it you know I think I, I think it's I don't think she's reached that point yet. I mean I don't know. We can call her and ask her. <laughs> yeah. Well, it you know on on a typical typical year, you know you're you're working to a deadline, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a hard deadline. It, it, you know, it, and it's the the tour day. Even though it says it starts at one o'clock on a Sunday. People start showing up around noon or sometimes even right. before that. Oh, I wanted to get my ticket early, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, again, the logistics of the tour, of the physical tour itself, 
the flower delivery, the vendors, the setting up the tents. Set up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Making sure the ticketing system is set up appropriately, whether it be paper tickets or electronic tickets. Correct. You know, um, making sure that the homeowners understand that your home had better be ready because here we right. go. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this year, um, like any year, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's a annually, it is the biggest fundraiser for the Central Guards neighborhood. The funds go back into the neighborhood. So the proceeds of the, of the, of the event go back into the neighborhood for right. infrastructure work, for um, improvements and things like that. This year, there's some very specific projects that the neighborhood has planned uh, to utilize some of the, what little proceeds there may be for this. Um, um, well, so what are some of those projects? Yeah, so um, normally we don't associate our specific projects with the home tour. We don't really do that. Um, you know, it goes into the general fund and like you said, and you were past president, so you could speak to that all day long about where those funds go, but we won't do that right now. Right. Um, <laughs> this is different as well, is that we, while we were sitting and sort of pivoting and adapting and all of that stuff, we decided that we would use this opportunity to raise awareness about some projects that we wanted, to, we really wanted to work on for this year and into 2021. And so, as you know, Mark, because you were you were president when the application came in. Um, so we are the neighborhood is getting recertified, so our national certification. Um, and you know, you know how important that is. I mean, this is a huge project, and it, you know, we're basically going to have to inventory all 1,500 plus structures within the borders of Central Gardens. Right. <clears throat> um, but that's also very important to our historic preservation status. Um, is that we we have this current certification. So that that's a a big project. It's also a very important project. Um, the second project that we identified was light up the alleys project. And for the last couple of months, we've been working. Um, um, Aaron, our green spaces and infrastructure chair, he has been working on a pilot program. And so we identified one alley, and we worked. We're working with the homeowners that share the alley, and we're going to install some lighting throughout that alley. And so, you know, when you look at Central Gardens, there's a, there's a huge system of alleys that, you know, I guess connect the neighborhood, um, but also that those can be kind of, um, they can be, I guess, unsafe. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, they're oftentimes they're not well maintained and they may not have adequate lighting and, you know, so, <clears throat> Um, as a safety initiative, we wanted to take that on, and we, and we think that illuminating the alleys um, is a good step towards that, is to making the, the neighborhood overall more safe. Yeah. Um, so that's our second project. And our third project is more aesthetic. Um, it is to replace the artisan street tiles. And I don't know if you've seen these. I know you have. I'm just sort of making a point, but yeah. they're these gorgeous, ceramic tiles that were the street names that were embedded into the sidewalks at all of the intersections. Um, and so we found an artist in New Orleans that could replicate these tiles. And so we went through the neighborhood and we, we, we um, figured out how many intersections and how many of these we would actually need. So we um, created like a menu so you can go and you could you could um, buy one whole one if you wanted, or you can donate to that. Or if you wanted to get together with the neighbors on your street, you could, you know, you could 
raise the money among your neighbors to have them put on your street. Mm-hmm. So those are you know sort of three things that we wanted to focus on for this particular tour. Yeah, those those tiles really are um, part of the character of the neighborhood, especially if you you know happen to be a walker mm-hmm. and you walk around the neighborhood and suddenly you stop at a corner and you look down and you go, oh, oh wait, this says this displays the street that I'm on right now. Yeah, they're wonderful. They're really cool. Tiles. I mean, they look, yeah, they're really cool. They, they you know they look very like something like Parisian or like New, you know New Orleans. I mean, they're really beautiful. I mean, it would be really nice to see you know, all of those reinstalled, that would be, that would be lovely. Yeah. Going back to the alley project, light up the alleys for a second. Um, The evolution of that project has been a long time coming. Uh, Aaron Klimek, uh, who's the um, green spaces spaces. and infrastructure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Aaron actually, um, Aaron and I worked on this going back, gosh, I think almost three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, in, in it, the, the evolution of the project kind of started with, like you said, alley safety. And I, I mentioned that because, you know, we have a huge stock of, of, of historic neighborhoods throughout Memphis. And these historic neighborhoods, virtually all of them have these alleyways that serve, you know, many purposes. One was, you know, at least now, nowadays, it's where you put your trash cans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it was, you know, kind of a, uh, a house-to-house network, you know. It, right. For, it was for a network for connecting the neighborhood. Right. You know, we think of the alley, like you said, as just a place to deposit your garbage and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of people actually use the alleys to traverse the neighborhood, to actually right. get from place to place. Yeah. So, you know, because of the nature of um, the way things have evolved in, in neighborhoods over the, over the course of generations mm-hmm. now, yeah, the alleys have turned into kind of a, the last thought, you know, when you, you're looking at your home and safety and things like that, mm-hmm. the alley is sometimes the last thing you think it's about. It's an afterthought. It's an afterthought, right. And then many alleys as well have been either blocked or covered up, you know, uh, the, the pavement, in many of our alleys is just broken up, disjointed, yeah. right? Um, narrow, you know. Um, so this project in particular is kind of a, a pilot project to to kind of put a test in place to see uh, in a very what incremental steps how can we improve the condition right. of the alley, right? Right. So we think that um, you know, there's a lot of research done about that, you know, lighting in general, about how it deters crime and, you know, increases safety. So we figured that if we got one completed, fully completed, because I know that it's been a dream of yours. it was a dream of yours during your tenure as president. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's obviously safety is a, is, is like the top tier, one of our top tier concerns as neighbors and residents of the neighborhood. So, um, yeah, we thought if we got one completely done, then we could use, kind of use that as a, you know, and kind of stamp it. So 
you know, when people saw it, you know, that, that we're not installing sort of these like high beam lights that are going to shine in your windows and, you know, it's not going to look like a parking lot. You know, these right. are very subtle. You know, these, these are the kind of things that, you know, if you're in an alley after dark, you know, as you, these are not going to be like obnoxious and, you know, wake up your neighbor in the middle of the night kind of things. But, um, you know, we think if we can do that, you know, exponentially throughout the neighborhood that, you know, that's, that could be a really good way to deter crime in Central Gardens. Yeah, it, crime, it's also, it's also uh, improves the safety, of course, of an alley. Literally or figurative, figuratively shining a light on the, na- on the, on the, on the alley. You know. <laughs> <laughs> also, it really, it helps with all kinds of things, including, you know, where, where do I have critters um, right. down the alley, you know? Do I need to cut back on weeds, you know? I mean, there's well, just, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to like finger wag or whatever, but it is the homeowner's responsibility to maintain the alley, you know, that's adjacent to their property. So, you know, directly behind me at our house, I mean, we're responsible for mowing that and, and, you know, keeping that clean and debris free. I mean, that's our responsibility, but actually a lot of them are really cool. I mean, even, I mean, sometimes and they're, they're shady and there are a few alleys where people have really like taken it upon themselves to like landscape it and like create these little scapes in the back. And, you know, if you're like out walking, you know, sometimes I'll just duck down one because it's shady, you know, it's nice and shady. Um, and, you know, so people have, have done that. They do a little landscaping and make them interesting. I, I can't help but share this. The fact that, you know, Aaron and I had talked about this a while back is, the idea of having some kind of an alley crawl. Yes. We, we set up, you know, booths of food and, and beverage and displays so people can walk through and understand, understand um, the history of the alley um, and also the various types of improvements that are necessary. And that what could happen. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, that still could happen. I mean, I think, you know, I could, I could, um, I would like to ask you to be the chair of that committee right here. <laughs> and so you, so I'll have witnesses. So we're on the air, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make any comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that's a great idea. I know that was, that was, that was um, something that was on your agenda during your tenure as well. And I, you know, I don't think it's off the table yet. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's still in the back of our minds. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the, the Light Up the Alleys project, though, is definitely the first step. Um, yes. Yeah, to, to see how, how this is going to work. And then, you know, I think other neighborhoods can look. I mean, you know, we're happy to, we're happy to share the playbook. Like, once we get it all worked out, you know, we, we will happy to consult with other neighborhoods if, you know, if they're interested in doing something similar. Um, so, yeah, we, we hope that we can use this as a tool. Yeah. Back to the National Register listing for a moment. You yeah. know, um, uh, this is something also that uh, came to our attention uh, last year, um, mm-hmm. that the National Register listing for the neighborhood was out of date. Yeah. Uh, and again, listeners out there, you know, if you're in a historic neighborhood, it's very possible that you might be thinking about the same type of thing. Uh, the National Register listings, in case you don't know, listeners, you know, the, that is on a, obviously on a national scale that um, requires quite a lot of work to place a, an entire neighborhood or district on 
the National Register of Historic Places, and it documents the history of a district, the architecture, uh, historical significance, all those types of things, and uh, adds it to a national listing. Um, and it's right, and, I, and we did receive federal funding for this project, and so right. we, we did receive a grant from the federal government to do this, but we also have to raise some money to support that. Yeah, and for, for neighborhoods around, around Memphis and, and other neighborhoods throughout the entire country, you know, this is a, a, a really, a very important step uh, to help preserve the neighborhood's character and preserve part of our history, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's quite a project, and this will be another one of those projects, um, as we envision it, that will engage uh, not only Central Gardens neighbors, but also, you know, we would think residents around around the, the Memphis area would mm -hmm. be interested in walking around and helping document the changes to the neighborhood. It should be a lot of fun. I mean, well, if they're considering it for their neighborhood, you know, if it's something that their neighbor would like to, to do, then it would be good if, you know, if they could, like, you know, they could come and help out and kind of see how the process works and all of that. Right. So the um, home tour detour, so not calling it officially the 44th, it would have been the 44th, right? Right. 44th. Uh, so let's remind everybody, how can they, how can they participate? How right. can they do it? So um, I would say, number one, visit our website. Um, it's all laid out and detailed. Um, you can access the map there. You can access the uh, donation page for all of the projects that we talked about. Um, so basically, I'm going to just go through the details again. Um, on, it begins September 13th, which is this past Sunday. You have two weeks to visit all of the selfie homes. You take a selfie in front of each of the homes, and then you email all of those to us. And that and you email it to hometourdetour at gmail.com, all 12 entries. And that will enter you into a drawing for one of three wonderful prizes. We have three prizes, prize packages. Um, one is an outdoor package, and we worked with um, Brett Norman at Urban Earth. And they're doing sort of a, it's sort of an outdoor, like a kind of a landscape with, with some like um, garden tools and some other plantings and different things like that. And then um, the second one is something for inside. And this is a very interesting prize you're going to get you'll receive gift certificates from several florists so basically for a year you can just call them up and order flowers for yourself or for your friends um, and then there's there's like a um, like a decorative like vases included in that and then the third one is something for you and it's basically um like some food and drinks and some interesting like maybe some um i think there's some tickets for different things um but you know you can order uh, a board from feast and graze you know we've got a basket from miss cordelia's um so those are great prizes and all if you have a chance to win one of those just for visiting some really cool houses and learning some history yeah the the key is you have to get your 12 selfies and so, yeah so you can take six you don't have to visit them all but if you do 12 then that gives you 12 entries right oh i see gotcha yeah okay that makes sense yeah yeah um and then finally you know uh, as a neighborhood uh we were able to get uh, a few uh prominent tour sponsors that were still able to help we were. 
and yeah. you know, we're really, and we're grateful too because they love their idea. But um, Sal and Company Realtors, Triumph Bank, Home Mortgage, and FedEx um, Employee Credit Union. They are our uh, high-level top sponsors for this event, and we appreciate them very much. Yeah. So it's even though um, we're not able to walk around and visit all the neighborhood, all the all the uh, the neighborhood homes. Um, one bonus here is we don't have to stand in half an hour lines in the heat. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We Although can... I would be grateful for that now after this, after the last six months, I would be grateful to stand in a line sweating with a lot of people. I think that would be really funny. I know it's it's really some of the things that you start to miss, you know. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. But. Uh, the good news is it's all online, uh, home tour, detour. Um, you can find it. It's real simple. You go to centralgardens.org and you can find all the details there. So, yes. So Nancy, I look forward to seeing everyone's selfies. Yes, exactly. So Nancy Knight, project manager of Central Gardens. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us on Storyboard 30. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate right. it. You have been listening to Storyboard 30 on WYPL, and this has been your host, Mark Fleischer. Thanks again to producer Vance Durbin and to WYPL broadcast manager, Tommy Warren, to WYPL and the Memphis Public Libraries for their support, and to you listeners and supporters of the library and FM 89.3. We hope you join us next time on Storyboard 30 for more conversation with those Memphis personalities and shapers who make our lives here in the Bluff City just a little bit better. Memphis, make it a great week, and stay safe out there.